human male never seems to progress past adolescence. Welcome to The Comic Trope. The Comic Trope is a podcast that's usually about comic books and the culture that surrounds it. Today, my friends Amos and Dave are going to talk to me about Revenge of the Scythe. Revenge of the Sith. Return of the Sith? Revenge of the Revenge Sith. Revenge of the Shit. The all-anal finale. The uh, well, That's from Zack and Mary Make a Porno, by the way. I didn't just... That's not something I was thinking of just now. No, that's fine. I hate sand. You hate sand. It gets, gets everywhere. everywhere. It's coarse. Oh, we're doing movie quotes that I haven't watched. No, you've, you've seen, seen that it. one. That's what? the second one. Oh, we're talking about, we're talking about movies that I've tried to forget. Yeah. And successfully <laughs> forgotten. So it's a Star Wars special, guys. And hey, guess what? We've been on a little bit of break because I, well, my wife, had a baby. I helped have a baby. And um, this kind of slowed down the whole recording. He was there at the very beginning. And we ate the lactation cookies. Yes, and there are lactation cookies that (laughs) they didn't know about, and they just gobbled up. And I had to explain what a lactation cookie was to Amos, and now he's worried that milk is going to come out of his butt. (laughs) Yep, that's that's what I'm worried about. But don't worry. Was it? Oh, (laughs) this is a Star Wars special. Are these blue lactation cookies? Whoa. Whoa. I guess it would be blue. What's blue the milk. deal with blue milk? I don't really blue. know. It's blue. I mean, is there like and is there like some kind of canon information I need to know about? I'm sure blue there milk? is, but blue milk is just uh it's now appeared in two Star Wars films. Uh they drink it at the very beginning of Rogue One. Is Whenever... it carbonated? No, it's milk, man. Nobody drinks I won't say that. The Europeans do things that defy logic. Isn't kefir technically carbonated milk? Have you ever had that K E F I R? No, I don't know. What you're no, I don't about. know what the fuck Kefir, that is. Kefir, I think, is like it's like Sounds yogurt Moroccan. milk, kind of. It's carbonated. Yogurt milk that's that's carbonated. Pretty sure. Fuck yeah. right off with that. <laughs> that's disgusting. I mean, that's, it sounds disgusting. If you listen, it's I really good. I've got I, I love fridge. our listeners, whoever they are, and however many in number they may be. But if you drink carbonated yogurt milk, you can fuck right off. Uh, you can unsubscribe. It's right there next to the button on your podcast app of choice. <laughs> I'm, look, I've got some in the fridge. It's pretty good. You you actually have some of yeah, this? Yeah, it's kefir. You feed this to your child? No, not my kid. Me and my wife. Speaking of weird things, though, I... Uh, I at the strangest, so I don't really go in for these kinds of things, but last night I was in a mood of, of sorts, and I decided while I was at the Target uh, that I would get some kombucha, and uh, I got the weirdest kombucha I've ever had. Is that had. how you pronounce it? I don't know. Is it kombuchi? That's kombucha. Kabuko. Revenge of the Swath? <laughs> Revenge of the Swatch. It's a, uh, about weird watches without numbers on their faces. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It just was super weird. It was like a half and half, like half lemonade, half tea. With kombucha and raspberries. Kombucha raspberry. Well, kombucha is like alcohol, basically. But it's, it's, a, it's a fermented... It's fermented. Yeah. Jam sauce. So you will eat fermented leaves and raspberries, but not carbonated milk. Yes, I don't want carbonated goat product, okay? Did I say it was goat? Well, well, yogurt is better if it's goat. This is true. Okay, let's do... Yo-goat. A Hothbreaker. <laughs> All right, my Hothbreaker for you guys. Worst thing to be in Return of the Sith. That's the name of this movie, right? Revenge, Revenge of a, the Sith. A, Worst thing to be Jedi. in Revenge of the Sith. That's one of them. 
Youngling, an apprentice, having the lower ground, ground, <laughs> having the lower ground, or hands. <laughs> I don't think there is a Star Wars where being a hand is a good thing. Also all, confusing. All the helping hands get cut off in Star Wars movies. A lot of hand cut. Not Force Thing. Awakens. No hands get cut off in that one? Mm-hmm. No? What about Rogue One? Any hands get cut off? Nope. All right. Well, that's cool. I yeah. guess in A New Hope, you don't see a hand get cut off I mean, either. I'd, I'd be tempted to say younglings off top, because they aren't even like... They just get shown a lightsaber, and they're like, Oh, no! And like you can tell that like they're quite fear. Quite fearful of what's happening. Quite fear. <laughs> There's so Wait. much quite fear in the air. Much, much fear. Much, much evil. Quite fear. <laughs> so <laughs> fear. Quite, quite evil. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I'd, I'd be tempted to say younglings just straight off the bat, but uh, having the low ground is also pretty shitty. But I mean, then you become Darth Vader. So, so we got one for youngling. Amos. A, oh, so when you said apprentice, I'm assuming you made a Padawan. I'm going with apprentices across the board. Of any type uh, of Sith apprentice, like oh uh, well, yeah, you know you you will probably try to overthrow your master and might die. Yeah, I'm gonna say Padawan just because uh, I don't want to die with that haircut. That's a shitty way to die. That is a mm. shitty way to die. Mm. Yeah. You know that would be the main reason for me to become a Sith apprentice. So because <laughs> you have to avoid the fucking ponytail off. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that it, for me, it's a tie between younglings or having the lower ground because apparently it makes no sense. I mean, it kind of makes sense, but it doesn't make enough sense for me to believe that all lower ground is bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. That's just a weird line. I don't right? know. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like we're kind of warmed up. So here's the deal. Internet. Here's the deal, person listening. Like a microwaved speculum. I am not a Star Wars no? person. And if you guys haven't, if if you haven't already realized, <laughs> also that, not much of a pronunciation person, but you know we'll get there. Yeah, I don't. Why is it not Sith? <laughs> no, you got that one. Sith, got it. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Revenge of the Sir. Bad at pronouncing. Uh, bad at Star Wars. So I have decided to watch these movies and have two Star Wars people. Tell me what the Star Wars deal is. And this Star Wars is Revenge of the Sith. Is there any background information you guys want to give me before we hop into what I consider to be the best of the three prequels? Yeah. Uh, one, one thing that was a little bit different for this movie, uh, as opposed to the first two in, in this trilogy, uh, was that there was a animated television show that took place for the first time uh, that talk about some of the events of the Clone Wars themselves. Um, not the Clone Wars. Well, yes, it is called Clone Wars, but not the Clone Wars that you know necessarily. Uh, the animator and studio that did Samurai Jack did uh, hand-drawn animation um, in a, a bunch of shorts, essentially. Uh, one of the big parts of that was they introduce in those Clone Wars animated shorts uh, General Grievous, which we then see at the beginning of this film. Kind of a strange thing. Each one of these films has kind of like a siloed bad character, right? That you don't really see later on in the other films. Like it was Darth Maul and Phantom Menace. Uh, who was Clone Wars or Attack of the Clones? I guess it was Dooku. And we see him very, very briefly at the beginning of three. Uh, in a really great scene, though. 
Uh, and then, of course, in three, we get General Grievous. So there's kind of like a bad guy they introduce in each one of these films, as opposed to having just a, a single big bad run throughout all of them. And I, I think that kind of hurts it, honestly, because one of the best parts of the original trilogy is the fact that Darth Vader is this looming menace the entire time. And you know that, you know, he he answers to the Emperor, right? Uh, just as these other characters answer to the Darth Sidious as well. So I, I don't know what the point of it is, uh, but Grievous to me is by far the the least interesting and far most forgettable of the three that they introduce. Yeah, and I want to get into that. Before we jump into a pretty strong intro for a prequel film, I, I must say, but I have a question for you guys that was in the scroll War. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. So what is what heroes are on both sides? Well, this is something you don't really get, I think, in Episode 3, but you do get if you watch the Clone Wars uh, digital animated okay. uh, series. Because you see that there's a lot of people who really have beef and qualms with what the Republic's doing. And as we see where the Republic goes at the end of the, the third movie, it becomes an empire. Rightly so, many of these systems that are breaking off. Now, the entire thing may have been orchestrated by the same person, right? In this case, Darth Sidious slash Palpatine. But... There's a lot of really good people on these these systems, right? That that simply just want to not be a part of the Republic. Like, look, like the Jedi are they're too heavy handed in this. You know, you guys want everything to be homogenous across the galaxy, and it just doesn't work for us and where we are. So, you know, they they break away, and you don't really get a sense of that. Uh, the the politics in these movies are just enough to be boring, but not good enough to be interesting. Planet's rats. They're called the Confederacy of something, so... Okay. It's a a pretty decent, like, CGI for the time, I felt. And I don't know if it's because the last movie, the CGI was so underwhelming and so comical, but this was good. I mean, like, it opened up with a pretty strong space fight scene. I didn't really care for the planes that um, Obi-Wan and... uh, Anakin were flying. Well, I love those. You can see you how like they, yeah, they are going to become uh, Tie Fighters. Yeah, like the uh, the hull uh, or whatever. I don't know the the cockpit. I guess. Yeah, they seem like obviously not really battle ready as others were. So yeah, I guess they do seem a little sense. sparse on stuff. They reminded me of Jetson, <laughs> the Jetsons little thing. You oh know? wait, are you talking about? When they're flying to um, get Palpatine. In the very first scene. Yes. That reminds you of the Jetsons car? I guess not as much as like the red one that's later on that the Senators drive around. But yeah, it kind of is Jetson-y. Jetson-ish to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just liked that it had that octagonal mm-hmm. plate thing on the front that is obviously an antecedent oh, okay. to a TIE fighter. I can see how that's nerdy and appreciate. There's, there's lots of stuff like that. One of my favorite things about the prequels is you see the like the design influences that lead to everything you know in the original trilogy. Like oh, the cool. Star Destroyers that take off from the end of Attack of the Clones as they right. fly off. Yeah, um, those are basically Star Destroyers. Obviously, the clone troopers armor is very similar to the stormtroopers in the original series. And you see that connection going from Fett's Mandalorian armor to the clone troopers right, to, to the, the stormtroopers. That's cool. I, I can get that. And then also the um, clone troopers sort of standard fighter looks a lot like an X-Wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stuff like that. I'm into it. So they're flying around kind of doing similar... Um, 
quips and there's a comical little sequence where little robots get on the wing and have to be shooed away. And then Obi Wan's like, leave, "Leave me, Anakin. Let me." No, Master. He always calls him Master. So two things. Two two things. Are our four units basically the red shirts of the Star Wars universe? Uh, I think they kind of have. Well. I think they became that way because there's a whole bunch of them that die in the prequels, but that's that's basically it. They don't really die anywhere else, not in the original trilogy, and we haven't seen any in the new trilogy either. So, I really did not like that R two. All the scene, every scene R two was in, like even if it was entertaining, I didn't like it because it was R two. Well, does that make sense? I mean, I love R two D two. Like yes. as a kid, like R two D two was my shit. But the problem here is that he's like, well, guess what? Now he shoots oil. He's like a he's like a, a fucking shimp. He's like a stooge, man. He's like whoop 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 whoop. Oh, yes. I've got some oil, and next I'm gonna set it on fire, and then I've got rocket jets, and I can fly through the factory. Like what the fuck? Like R two D two could have done so much to help the rebels out if he had not forgotten how to use these parts of his machine. <laughs> he's getting old. Yeah. He's getting old. His fucking turbo thrusters don't work like they used to. Um, totally forgot what I was about to say. But he does. Know. He has that scene early on, right after they crash land inside the the ship uh, in the hangar, where they leave him alone and he fights those battle droids. Yeah. So let's talk about these battle droids because they're newish, right? They come from the last episode, the bulkier ones. Yeah, the big super. They're called like super droids. Or super battle like. droids. Yeah. Super battle droids. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, why would you design such a super battle droid and give them a personality that is like, uh, uh, look yeah. over there. Well, what did you hear? It doesn't matter. Leave it alone. We have work to do. That's one of the things that at first really annoyed me about the prequels is that these battle droids do so many things that make no sense for a robot, how a robot soldier would behave. It wouldn't say they wouldn't first, they wouldn't communicate to each other in English. They wouldn't, you know, they, they literally say Roger, Roger to each other all the time and call each other commander. They don't need a hierarchy, but in star Wars, there are some things you just have to take at face value. Droids have personalities. C-3PO and R2 had those the entire time. And you can't talk to R2 and R4 units, but people in the star Wars universe can understand them. Well, they can understand them if they are talking to them through the interface on a ship. So like, uh, when R2 is in, Anakin's fighter, he can, it's the same way with Luke and R2 in the original oh, trilogy. Okay. He can read what R2 is saying on his, on his display, but when they're just hanging out, he can't understand. He's just, it's just whistles to him. Hmm. Uh, C3PO is the only one who can understand him when, guess, when they're just walking. And I guess around. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that's one of those things, you know, in the Star Wars, the, the comic adaptation of the original script, R2D2 talks in a very similar manner to C-3PO. And it doesn't work to me because they both seem really mean-spirited and yeah. like they hate each other. Which maybe maybe that's the kind of shit R2 is saying. Maybe he just hates C-3PO because he's this inept, bumbling moron. And mm. R2 is nothing if not competent. <laughs> he um, He's a stalwart droid. Yeah. He might be the most competent Star Wars character. I think he's actually the Sith Lord. Mm. That'd be neat. Mm. Yeah. He's the one pulling all these real strings. So they in 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 the beginning Anakin and Obi Wan are trying to free um Senator Palpatine or yep. Chancellor Chancellor Palpatine <clears throat> who has been President Palp who has captured himself pretty much as a ruse right which I'll get to in a second 
But it's a long as con. Yeah, as it's a long con, and it's kind of like who can how who could plan that to go the way that it did? But whatever, a Sith Lord. Yeah. What's with the cell phone that's given to R two? That it's like a it's speaker a phone. It's a comlink. Do they not make comlinks that are like can be turned down? <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, I guess it's all to set up like that oil slip thing, but it was. It was very strange. You'd think that droids would just have Wi-Fi in them or fucking cellular networking that you could just call them whenever you needed them. But no, you got to give them a shit Gillette razor that they can speak into. Because doesn't that look cooler than Bluetooth? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I yeah. guess so. So Palpatine has strapped himself in to like a comical throne, and it's 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 reminiscent of the one that you'll see Palpatine sitting in in Return of the Jedi. Oh, which is why it's a big deal. That whole thing looks like a throne room from Return of the Jedi. Oh, you know, cool. I never thought about that until just now. How in that scene, you're right that how much that mirrors. Yeah, was, I can't believe I never. Thought it's really about heavy that. handed too. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they, I can't believe they'd walk in there and be like, "Wait a minute, they? How did you? How you're sitting in like a throne and they and they just decided to strap you to it? This is and this is one of the best parts of this movie. The fight between." Um, Anakin, Dooku, and and Obi Wan. Even though Obi Wan's part of it is real short, yeah. uh, he gets knocked out and then somehow not cut in half. Yeah, by that they metal drop staircase. a fucking staircase. Yeah, how, on him. how come? And it like pushes him over. Like it falls on him and like scoots him. Like, yeah. right. Crushes his legs and he gets up and like just skips. Over. He's like, well, oh. he's unconscious, but yeah, he doesn't. It didn't break him in half like it would. <laughs> he's in the elevator later, like. Madigan, did I miss anything? Oh, why can't I feel my legs? No, that didn't happen. He could feel his legs. There's, uh, it's great because you see a couple different things. You see that um, first Obi-Wan, of course, preemptively is like, we take him together this time, Anakin. And he's like, I was just about to say that, Master. So you, you see that he's learned a little something since having his ass so thoroughly handed to him at the end of episode two except he's like i'm 10 times stronger now dooku well the bet and that's the best line in this entire film where he says twice the pride double the fall like that's that's the shit right there that's like one of the best lines ever to be spoken by someone on the dark side of the force uh so dooku gives him that line and then very very quickly throws fucking obi-wan off to the side drops a staircase on him and this you know this is the impetus for anakin going like super ham on this motherfucker like he all out chosen one fucking shows up and just d- continues to just whoop dooku's ass and it's a very short fight and i think that's one of the things i like a lot about it is that look dooku i i've learned a lot since the last time you know you and i have have faced each other and if you watch the clone wars you realize that he's had years of being a general in this army and fighting these wars across planets like he's a bad motherfucker at this point so and he's fought what's weird is in the movies you get the sense this is only the second time that anakin has faced count dooku but they faced faced each other many times in the clone wars so you get to this part where he just like thoroughly shows up and and whoops uh some some ass on on dooku and then standing there in front of the uh the chancellor uh you know he's he's like uh you know we have to he cuts his hands off right so dooku can't use lightsabers because he doesn't have any hands and then he puts the lightsabers on either side of his head and you know, you hear Senator Palp or Chancellor Palpatine like, "Do it, Anakin, do it, it. do it," and he starts using his, his yeah. Sidious voice, like really, <laughs> really, pr- you know, pronounced. 
And, you know, he's like, no, he must be taken back where he could stand a fair trial. And he's like, no, you know, there'd be no fair trial for him. And he, like, does this whole thing. So, basically, this is the first bit of, like, real influence we see Palpatine wielding on uh, on Anakin. Because he does. He kills him. I like that Anakin totally doesn't really feel that bad about it afterwards. Though. He mentions it once, and he's that's like, it. I should have done that. I really should have done that, guys. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just cut an old guy's head off. Pain in the glavin. Just <laughs> so before we leave Dooku, why on earth did they call him by that stupid ass name every time when his Darth name is just fine? Darth Tyrannus. Yeah, that sounds way better than Count Dooku. I well, because Dooku. it makes him sound like a Pokemon. Yeah, it, like when you're in the bathroom too long, you have to count all your Dooku's. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's such a stupid name. I like Count Dooku. Two Dooku's, know. three seashells. Yeah. Why didn't Dooku just like look over and then look up and be like, "He's the Sith Lord"? Like, why wouldn't he, you know? Like, I'm about to like you're about to die. You don't have hands, and it's and it's this dude's fault over here. Well, it's crazy how betrayed he looks too. The way he looks yeah. at Palpatine, he's like, "Do it, Anakin." He's and like, "What weird. the fuck, man? How do you my hands and shit?" That's weird because the Sith know. Like, this is how they operate. Yeah. I've, I've never understood why the Sith are always like, "Oh, you're trying to betray me." I'm like, well, isn't that what we do? We we seek absolute power, and if we see any weakness in those around us, we immediately seek to eliminate them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like loyalty is not a thing that exists for them. Why don't they I, in get the, that? In the end of they two, should absolutely understand it. Tw- yeah, towards the end of two, whenever yeah. Dooku reveals himself, he says, "You know, Obi Wan." He tries to recruit Obi Wan to overthrow <laughs> Sidious. I mean, this is a whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's the only time I see that not be the case is, well, okay, between Darth Vader and Luke, it's kind of obvious, but between the Emperor and Anakin, the Emperor has a strong affinity. I don't know if affinity is the right word, but he sees in Anakin or, or slash Darth Vader something greater than I think the average relationship between, yeah. you know, because he knows just like the he Jedi did, Council. Have you Have you read Vader, though? No, I haven't. Oh, I mean, it's just the Emperor trying to kill Darth at all times. Oh, wait, the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, after the Death Star gets blown up and he's like, Fade, you disappoint me. Yeah, that part, that whole series is great. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so yeah, so they they kill Dooku, they rescue the Chancellor, they crash land the ship, and the this is an amazing scene where they've got these like firefighter ships just like trying that to put the fire out. Like, that whole crash <laughs> that whole scene shit is great. Yeah. They take out like thirty million people probably because <laughs> they crash land in like the largest city in the galaxy, and there's just you have to understand like how many people must be living on top of each other. So when you go through a building, there's just like millions of lives lost. Probably can we talk about? Darth Emphysemus before we move on, though. What the fuck? Who, Who is Darth Emphysemus? <laughs> Are you talking about Dooku? I'm talking about General Grievous. Oh. Well, he's not oh, a Sith yeah, Lord. Yeah, he is Darth Emphysema. I see what you're saying. Darth Emphysema. <laughs> Count Emphysema? Well, he's, yeah, he's not a Sith Lord. Whatever he is, why would you make a rope? Is he a robot? No, well, he's, he's mostly he's a robot. cyborg. So he's a cyborg. Yeah. He just happened to not In the same way replace, that Darth Vader is. He just decided not to replace his lungs. He didn't replace everything in his body. Yes, whatever it could be. Coughing and wheezing so much that you would think that he's very old. He's um, how many hundreds of years? He's he's basically this ancient like Genghis Khan type figure who is still alive because because he runs away. He doesn't run away. He's a bit of a bitch. He runs away a lot in the the show too. Grievous out. Yeah. Microphone drop. Lightsaber drop. And then lightsaber drop. Well, we'll get to we'll get to his demise, but. That's all I, that's oh, all I ever remember about. <laughs> that lizard thing. I love that thing. That lizard bird. 
lizard that bird dog. A, that doesn't make a hell of a sound. But anyway, so yeah, so where are we at? Uh, let's just say that they crash. Yes. Um, space is supposed to be cold, though, right? <laughs> because are you talking about it being on fire? Yeah. Well, that's anything entering the atmosphere yeah. is going to have that happen. Is there is there going to be so the whole gravity thing that happens in the ship? Would that happen? You know well, how yeah, like, it has no when thrusters. When a, when a, no, no, not not when they're going into when they're in orbit, they or, break in half and they start moving like like yeah. down and shit like that in the elevator shaft. Yeah, that wouldn't happen, right? Uh, it depends. It depends on how they maintain artificial gravity because okay. if they maintain artificial We're all gravity, way outside of our. I yeah, just when I look at also now. can we just point out the fact that there's sound in space? Right, there's this, artificial yeah. gravity in the ship. Let's just leave it at that. All right, that's, that's why. Fine. I mean, all, all that stuff is part of why Star Wars isn't really science fiction. Right, I mean, it's there's, more fantasy. There's no science. It's high fantasy. This. Yeah, it okay. is just fantasy in space or space opera, as it's space spaghetti called. western fantasy opera, spacey, oh, all that okay. jazz. I'm okay with that. It's fantasy. <laughs> um. Was there a millennial, millennium, please, millennium, millennium, millennium Falcon? Millennium Falcon. Was there a Millennium Falcon? No, it, that ship was not part of the story yet. What do you mean? Was there like? I are, thought are that I saw one in the movie. One of those frigates, or is it a frigate, or is it a? a it's a frigate. It's a. <laughs> okay. yeah. It, I, yeah, it's a. They refer to it as a frigate or a something in the original yeah, series. It's a, it's a Corellian. Yeah, I know it's Corellian. They all have that very distinct, or no, they don't all have that kind of cockpit. Are, are the TIE fighters also made on? No. Okay. Um, uh, the Corvettes that the Rebels use are Corellian. Okay. They've got the weird, like, hammerhead, like, cockpit, too, that has, like, the rounded windows on the side of it as well. So yeah. there's a very yeah. specific, like, almost asymmetrical design to Yeah, to that, that cockpit, that's one of the things I love about the Millennium Falcon is that the whole design of that ship is bizarre. Yeah. But uh, so iconic. I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. Just nothing exists like it. But anyway, that's not in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So Obi-Wan and Anakin are back in... What's the council city called again? Coruscant? Coruscant. Coruscant. The whole planet is Coruscant. Okay. What's, do we know the name? I guess it doesn't matter. Well, anyway. the whole planet is a city. It yeah, never whole, stops. Yeah. The whole planet is the city. Oh, that's kind of cool. So Obi-Wan is like, they don't want to talk to me. <laughs> they don't want to talk to me. <laughs> or whatever. That's a different star um, franchise. Yeah. Let me tell you that... I am a big fan of Ewan McGregor as I think Obi-Wan is like one of the only reasons to watch all of these films. Yeah, not even Natalie Portman. Like it's literally no, she's just, terrible. Yeah, she's so bad. <laughs> and just, I don't know if it's even just her. I mean, it's everything about they wrote her terribly. Yeah. Everything is bad. He just really character. pulls it off. Yeah, he's and great. He's a great actor and I think it took these movies to kind of remind me that he is cuz in comparison to everyone else, you, I mean, you can't just assume, like Natalie Portman's a good actress. Yeah, she's she's a great actor. I mean, I've seen her do lots of great movies. Uh, my favorite, I mean, being I guess the professional, but I mean, she was a kid in that. It wasn't. I mean, she did a great job. She was a child. But, but I mean, think uh, about that. It, that says that there has to be some script issues or some interaction with green screen issues. Yeah, they kind of make it difficult to um, present your craft. And Ewan McGregor was able to do that. And it looked on, I mean, there were a few times that there were some fumbles, but for the most part, I mean, he owned that role. Yeah. And for him to come across competently, you know, opposite Hayden Christensen all the time, that's a feat because he was God awful. Yeah. Still, still really bad. And, and the character development of Anakin, which I think I'd like to talk about in depth later, 
I didn't, um, I didn't believe any of the motivations, even though the same three things have been kind of like pounded into the viewer, like the mommy issues and whatnot, but it just didn't, it didn't feel well done. I didn't know. I didn't believe the arc that was presented to us, but anyways, he, Padme is in the shadows and like jumps out of the shadows into his like arms and is like, I'm pregnant. And then he says, cool. <laughs> I mean, just like that. I mean, I want you to rewrite the script. Yeah. I mean, without, you know, his I'm whole, pregnant. Cool. Uh, that's, that's you're, you're beautiful. Like he, you can tell that like, he doesn't want to have kids. Like, well, no, I mean, he says, you know, our baby is a blessing. He, he seems to be more confident. I think he's trying out. to, convince himself just as much as her projecting a little blank no no god no i love my children i'm just kidding i think i think something else there is that he realizes like oh shit well i could probably keep my marriage a secret for a pretty good amount of time but i don't know that i can keep this bitch having a baby a secret the whole fucking time especially when she's seven months pregnant and like once in one like scene (laughs) she goes from being like not pregnant to like seven months pregnant like in two scenes, that really happens. I mean, it could be different. I mean, we we assume that they're human beings, but well, you, no one knows how um, babies develop on other planets. We don't, yeah, we don't. We don't know what the gestation period is like for these human-like humans. Right? Yeah. 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 Human no one humans. knows what space does to babies. <laughs> well, they they don't have them in space. Yeah, no, but they also might not form. Uh huh. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on because I think there are some babies in this film that are had in space. And they're huge! <laughs> oh my god, huge. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, so that whole thing happens and uh, Obi-Wan sneaks off and then you get kind of a, you get a split, right? Yep. That they, they find out there's a couple different things going on that they need taken care of. Uh, Anakin gets pissed that he's not being asked to Well, Palpatine asks for him to be put on the council, and the the council's like, fuck, no, this dude is impetuous and hot-headed, and he shows great promise, but that's not happening. We make our own, and it's almost like they're they're more incensed at the request. Like, you don't run the Jedi Council, motherfucker. You might be the chancellor of the the, the Senate, but we decide who sits on the council, and they decide to make him a master, but not have him sit on the council, which we later learn. That's the other way around. Vice versa. What? They, they ha- he has a seat on the council, but, but they don't make him a master. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, right. So they they do that, and um, I don't I don't know, honestly know why they decide to do that. Like I get that they you know are they work in step with the Republic, but that seems like one of those things where like you couldn't see this coming. Like that's clearly that's like you know if a president were to you know have a private conversation with the head of one of our intelligence <laughs> agencies and tell them to drop what they were doing. In a very friendly sort of way. Anyways. That's um, like putting someone who's not a general on like a security council. It's crazy. It's nuts. Especially when they have bulbous large noses and are alcoholics. I hope, and we all hope they die of you know, liver failure soon. Um, anyways. Dreams. <laughs> Dreams. That was I, Dave Varnado of <laughs> Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> they already know who we are. Uh, so... Yeah, so you've got this whole scene where they kind of split. Uh, then Ewan is, or Ewan, and then Obi-Wan is asked to go and basically track down Grievous. And this also pisses off Anakin because he wants to pursue Grievous. It, Anakin but, is really just left to whine. Yeah. His, his whining's gotten a lot better. In this, it has. Though. It absolutely and, has. It, and when he's talking to Obi and Obi's leaving, you know, they have that conversation where Obi's going off 
uh, to hunt Grievous and um, Anakin Stain to do the political stuff. They, they tell, Anakin, yeah. Anakin says, hey, man, you know, I love you, I'm, man. I'm whiny. And I don't always like tell you I appreciate all the learned shit that I got from you. But that was dope. And then again, rewrite the script. And then Obi-Wan was like, man, I love you, dude. You my bro. So after I go get this skeleton face motherfucker, we'll chill. And he was like, all right, holler. They do the exact opposite of chill, actually. It's true. It's quite warm there. Yeah. Well. Um, so then we get more dreams from Anakin. I like that the dreams that he's having are just dreams of him choking out his own wife, but he assumes that it's his wife giving birth and dying. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty messed up, man. <laughs> He's messed up. <laughs> he is a messed up dude. Faux show. And, and the, there's a lot, a lot of exposition here in the middle of the film. Yeah. I like that he went to Yoda, though. I like that scene where he sat down with Yoda. I'd go to Yoda for everything, man. Right? I'd be like, look, Yoda, I'm thinking about buying this car. Um, <laughs> mm, a yeah. warranty you have not. <laughs> like, do you think this uh, this interest rate is Check uh, the reasonable? Carfax, have you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yoda knows what to do. Thank God George Lucas isn't allowed to um, do commercials for Star Wars uh, <laughs> anymore. Because I could see us having like a Yoda Carfax. Check oh, the Carfax like license. license. Yeah, yeah uh, but there are some really, really great scenes as we move through this. Uh, you know, we, we get the whole bit with um, the Darth Plagueis story in the opera. Yeah, in whatever that what? is. The, the water opera? Yeah, yeah. The, the bubble sport. Can we, it looks let, boring as shit. So let me just step back for one second, because I want to go back to Yoda's um, conversation with Anakin and talk a little bit about the philosophy that Yoda is spitting out that I cannot get on board with. That is like, uh, like so death is a part of life, and you should not... He's basically saying you never mourn for people who are dying. Oh, yeah, so, okay... The a lot of the Jedi philosophy, George Lucas based this in his understanding of Buddhism, um, and the stuff that Yoda is saying to Anakin mirrors a lot of that to a degree. Uh, it's taking it to a kind of, I guess, oblique place where he says, "Mourn for them, do not," which is not really realistic, but. Uh, that's what he says, uh, you know, not having attachments. That's how he interprets and that idea. Sith only. What, what was what did Obi Wan say later? Like about them dealing in absolutes, absolutes. And so to that point, like you're not supposed to have love because that's an absolute, and you're not supposed to hate because that's an absolute. Like how ridiculous is the Jedi Order? Well, that's part of the that's part of the theme of these three movies is that you know yeah like. Obviously, the dark side isn't a great decision, right? But in the, in the same fashion, the the Jedi are broken. Like they represent on the opposite side of the spectrum exactly what you know the 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 Sith do on on the other end. It's funny to me because I always think a lot about in later years. Obviously, not in the eighties and nineties, seeing all these these films. But I I've thought a lot about the uh, what is it the love and fear timeline from Donnie Darko. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't embrace the fear and go to the love. Like that's 
kind of what this is is it's it, it's two extremes and there's nothing in the middle there's no what they will sometimes refer to as gray jedi no one would want to be friends with jedi it's like have you ever had that friend who's just like too good that you're just never like yeah i mean i don't want to be friends with a superhero that'd be kind of a well it'd be very useful in some circumstances sure, but a lot of the, shit. you would like ask them for advice and they'd give you like the most like altruistic like i think jedi for the most part only hang out with other jedi for a reason yeah haircuts one of them <laughs> no one's gonna hang out with you if you have those kind of haircuts and two like you're just too goody goody man like you're so devout in something that we can't talk about like you know yeah normal, I mean, they're pretty much a cult normal space stuff they they take children who can't really you know who are too young to consent to any of this and put them in this ultra dogmatic order that they you know live their whole lives as a part of they never have a decision here it's like to me if you put it on a philosophical or on a political spectrum i feel like the sith are like hardcore libertarians uh whereas although you know you could say that everything palpatine does is not exactly libertarian starting an empire <laughs> but uh and then you have the jedi who are definitely more at the worst benign maybe more altruistic but they are very kind of authoritarian and hierarchical and also um uh they're not very transparent you know the decisions that the council makes are for the are for the council to talk about it's really like just like three or four of them like there's like 10 of them that just sit there and watch mace and yoda make all the fucking decisions and occasionally they're like oh kitty monday yes of course (laughs) forgot you i forgot you were standing there you're weird looking (laughs) please go away is that a is that a mask or is that your head he's he's like the one there are so few aliens that don't breathe the same Mm -hmm. atmosphere right and so So he he has to wear eye things and a mouth thing to keep his shits yeah. Did you ever? Okay. Speaking of that, there's one Clone Wars episode. The water one? Uh, no. Uh, the one where it follows the clone troopers trying to assault this uh, capital city on this, they call it like a shadow planet or oh, something. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Okay. The humans, the clones, can breathe that atmosphere, mm. but the native humanoid people, they can't breathe the atmosphere. That's weird as shit. How did they evolve here? Who knows? But anyway, um, space opera, um, yeah, exactly. water, water opera, all that. What the fuck? All that thing. That so, Pat, so Anakin is what? What's his role now? He's he like basically both, like he's assigned as like special uh, attachment to bosom, Chancellor Palpatine, bosom, bosom buddy, buddy, yeah, of Palpatine, and so Palpatine asks all of his henchmen or whatever to leave and Anakin and him sit down and they don't show it too much, but when they do show what they're looking at, it's basically like a giant sphere that is water with electricity running through it. It was like dragons or something like flying in between. It's what people, uh, that was entertainment a long time ago and far, far away, I guess. Before they had video games. Man, that shit looked weird. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Um, Also that whole conversation really should have thrown up some red flags for Anakin. Like, oh, maybe Palpatine's not on the level. He's talking a lot about Sith Lords. Like, where did he learn all this? It's like when someone says, I'm not a racist, but... <laughs> it's like, yeah. have you thing. ever heard the story of Ku Klux Klan the Wise? And you're like, um... <laughs> you know, I've heard, maybe not that story, but I've heard a couple other ones. Yeah. 
I'm starting to wonder about you. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I see where this is going. Yes, I want to join them, of course. And then you run away and you're like, yo, but this dude. So there's that. And I, regardless of how it's kind of, you know, silly to watch dense ass Anakin go through this, uh, <laughs> it is really awesome. Like, because, I mean, because of Plagueis. Plagueis, yes. Plagueis the wise. Not that wise. Apparently, was murdered. Uh, couldn't see that one coming, I guess. Yeah. Do we find out that it was act that was actually uh, Palpatine? Palpatine was heavily implied. Yes, we've okay. never been. Con- it's never been confirmed. But yeah, in canon, that's, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Because so you do wonder, he- he's he is the in the stuff that is now canon. He's the first Sith you ever hear from. So you do kind of wonder, you know, how was he introduced to this? what's the Sith's backstory? And that is covered a lot in other material. But since, you know, they made some things canon and not something's not canon, you know, I'm because not they sure. They talked about midichlorians there, which they have only talked about like one or two other times. Yeah. Cause they said that basically he can use midichlorians to create and destroy life. Does that mean that Palpatine can do that? Well, he implies that he can to get Anakin on his side. But then, and then later on, we learn. He says, together we can learn the secrets of Darth Plagueis's techniques or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like, go and kill everyone for me. And then, oh, well, I didn't mean to say I could teach you how to do this. But, but I, I mean, killed the guy who could. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. I ate him. It didn't work. <laughs> um, Darth Bomber. delicious. <laughs> no, no, no. Darth Hannibal. <laughs> Where is uh, Yoda? Every time we see Yoda, he's like climbing up on Wookiees. Like where? So okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and jump that far. Okay, is that that's not too much? Cat, cat, Kashik or Kashik or however you want to pronounce it. It's got three um, consecutive Y's. I just don't understand why he's there and what brought him there. Why? Because good relations with the Wookiees he has. But there's no like explanation as to why he left Chorus Croissant. And <laughs> Welcome to Croissant. Croissant. And uh, went there, right? It's just it's one of the um, fronts of the war, and they because the, he has good yeah. relations with Wookies. They just wanted to show you Wookies fighting. Yeah, the Separatists uh, launched like a major, like large scale attack of Kashik, and as a result, Kesha. They need to send generals there. And it makes a little bit more sense whenever you've seen uh, the Clone Wars because you know that because there's so many planets in the galaxy, these these conflicts are breaking out all over the place and they're stretched very thin, sending their generals, in this case the Jedi, uh, to go to these planets and to, to lead. So Kashik is a, would be a major loss for the Republic. So they send Yoda out. Okay. Uh, that's all. I just wanted to... I guess it, it was it, just an excuse to show some Wookiees. It is an excuse to show Wookiees, yeah. I, I'm all right with it. Um, let's talk about Obi-Wan riding a feathered iguana horse. <laughs> oh, that was good. I, Dave's is better. <laughs> Ooh, both are very nice. Um, yeah, it makes a funny sound. Yeah, I love that sound. But yeah, Obi-Wan is dispatched to take care of Grievous. Um, and boy, does he. I found a picture of someone who took the chicken lady from um, Kids in the Hall and put it on the <laughs> face of the iguana that he's riding. Wow. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty wonderful. That's fantastic. Uh, I, th- <clears throat> I love the iguana horse. I know it made no sense, but I liked it. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, so let's follow Obi-Wan a little bit in his fight against Grievous. Grievous. Grievous Maximus. Um, 
So Grievous is just like, hey, Dooku taught me how to use lightsabers. And then, like, throws off his armor and has four arms. And he just starts spinning, like, two of the lightsabers, like, just in circles as the other two, like... Yeah, it's funny how, like, most of the time Obi-Wan is kind of a stick in the mud. Like, I don't want to do this. Let's do it all by the book. Yeah. But then when he's fighting Grievous, he's like, this is amusing. He's just grinning the whole time. He's super... You know why? Because this is this is why I think. is because all Jedis really... W- like see people's hands and they like get boners to cut them off. They're like, oh my god, <laughs> they just I love to cut off. Really hands. want to cut off a hand. And then he saw that this dude had four hands, and he was like, dude, I'm at least gonna get one of these motherfuckers. You know, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot to add uh, the other day when I was watching this, I was making in my head a count of the number of hands that are cut off in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I forgot Grievous, so it's at least nine. I think severed head hand count. Count Dooku, two. Grievous hand count, two. Well, then we've also got Mace Windu, one. We've got Luke, one. We've got Anakin, one. We've got that... Uh, what's the guy in Mos Eisley gets his whole arm cut Ponda off? Baba. Ponda Baba. Dude, why is a bunch of arms getting cut why off. Why isn't there like something I can buy that is a wall mount of just all the hands that have been cut off in the <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> movies? I would buy that. And they just like... All of them are labeled and across my wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, that would be I'm great. a taxidermist for Star Wars hands. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you just made your million dollars, Disney. This just is an extra uh, million. I, I feel like this is where this film really shines uh, is its uh, action sequences. So the the Dooku Anakin fight is great. The Obi Wan Grievous fight is fantastic. You know, I agree up to the end. Right when he shoots him with a blaster, it's kind of it's a little anticlimactic. Yeah. And it's like, oh, all right, I guess that's over. Obi Wan even like. If, didn't he even say that, pretty much? Well, no, he said, so uncivilized. I thought he was talking know. about the gun. Well, yeah, it's a, it's it's a, a callback to A New Hope. Yeah, where oh, he goes, a, a more civilized forward, weapon for a more civilized age. A more elegant weapon for yeah. a more civilized age. Well, I mean, I think that even he was kind of disappointed he had to do it that way. But he was like, yeah. but I'm going to do this because, you know, let's just get this Hope just with. hit him in the heart because it's a video game. Or just, you know, hit one of his lungs because obviously... Yeah, yeah he's got COPD. My emphysema, no! <laughs> now, if Grievous talked that way... That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is pretty rad, that whole little sequence. And I like where they, they chase each other, essentially. Yeah. Grievous has like a, a fucking unicycle, more or less. <laughs> yeah, he has his version of a unicycle. Right. Uh, which is pretty cool. And of course... Um, I can do tricks. I, I love how like voice. unceremoniously Obi Wan kills the the turtle horse or whatever it is, the lizard uh, monkey. His little thing he rides on. He he doesn't kill it. It falls. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like how like in that whole process he's like, oh well, see you later. Oh yeah, sure. So so during that, I can't remember if the timeline is right because this movie does jump around a lot and it has really like does, a lot yeah. of kind of little vignettes. The sort of central turning point for well okay so at some point during obi-wan's you know move anakin has this conversation <laughs> with uh palpatine and discovers he is the sith lord yeah and they have a confrontation and then anakin goes to the council tells mace windu this is your guy and Samuel Jackson delivers the most wooden lines I've ever seen him do. But, uh, so Samuel Jackson is only as good as the actor he's acting against. I don't know. Ian McDermott's pretty goddamn good. Yeah. And 
That scene's not bad, but his other scenes. Yeah, I, was, I feel I like was talking about the one where he talks to Anakin. Right. Stay here. Yeah, yeah. That whole, all of that is rough. I think. But if only Anakin would have stayed there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Jedi are going to arrest Palpatine. Yes. This is a big. You know, this is the sort of central conflict we've been building to in these movies. And parts of this whole scene, I guess, I really like, and parts I don't like. I like that you have these shots of Coruscant with the sunset, and it's very quiet. And you just see shots of Padme and Anakin in their separate places. And the gears are kind of turning in Anakin's head. And you see him start to cry. It's maybe the only time Hayden Christensen delivers something convincing. Uh, what does he talk? What does he say when he cries? I can't remember. I don't think he says anything. But this is him, kind of. You know, he is in conflict with himself because he feels like he needs Palpatine alive and on his side to teach him how to save Padme's life because he knows she's going to die. So the Jedi are going to arrest Palpatine and maybe kill him. There's probably going to be a conflict and Anakin is standing there and there's, there's not much, I don't think there's much music. It's just this very quiet scene, but there's so much, there's so much subtext right there that doesn't really get delivered in the Mm. most effective way. And he decides, no, I need Palpatine. I have to go against the orders of the council. And so he goes, you know, he's following the Jedi into uh, the room, I guess, where they're arresting Palpatine. And, you know, you have the confrontation with uh, the Jedi's, like five Jedi and um, Palpatine. Mace, Windu, Shakti, Plo Koon, and Kiedi Mundi. Plo Koon's not there. Plo Koon is. Um, oh, that's right. Make in Kitty. his ship somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're almost to the 66 thing. It's, oh, it's, it's my man. Stacey Tin. Yes. Agent Kolar. <laughs> that's the. And Kit Fisto. That's right. Kit it's Kit Fisto. Fisto. That's Kit what Fisto. I was thinking. Yeah, it's got Hermes' voice. Yeah. So let me let me talk a little bit about Anakin because I think that two things. Um, what's his face isn't a good actor, and that's too bad. And also, everything that is said, and I've said this in other in our other podcasts, everything that is told to us should have been shown to us, and I think that we would have had a really great story from Anakin because his way about life, everything that he has grown up with has been about ownership because he was owned, his mother was owned, and so he was almost collecting things instead of living things. And I mean that by like he collected the pretty princess and and like he talks about how beautiful she is, but doesn't really say anything else about her, right? So he's collecting a beautiful woman instead of a strong woman, instead of a smart woman. He's collecting like hands. being a master. He's collect. He's like, everything is about ownership to him, and I think you can see that when you step back and look at these films and 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 ask yourself what position was Anakin put in. But it's not like driven home in the right way, and I really wish that it was because I think that there's a really good story here that we missed, and yeah, totally. it's too bad. Yeah, that's. I think that's what we talked most about when we were covering Attack of the Clones. There is a much more compelling narrative possibility in the prequels than there is in the original trilogy. Yeah. Because the original trilogy, it's all black and white. Excuse me. There we go. These, these are the good guys. 
These are the bad guys. We know where everyone stands. The prequel trilogy is all different shades of gray. There really are no good guys. Yeah, I agree. The Jedi Council is set up as the good guys, but they have problems that aren't necessarily covered as well as they should have been. Uh, you know, Obi-Wan works for them. Obi-Wan means well. He's like the closest thing you could say is, you know, sort of a straight up protagonist in these films. And then you have Anakin who is, you know, just tragic. Um, there's a lot that could have been done with that, but I feel like, you know, Lucas has always said these were movies for kids, which I think is really just a cop out because there's so much in these movies that isn't appropriate for children, not just inappropriate, but just boring for children. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just honestly, when it comes down to the details, I think he, you know, obviously he created this amazing fictional universe that, you know, where still talking about um but when it comes to the details of the story and especially character dynamics interactions he's just not at that great a writer i think uh and so a lot of it falls flat a lot of it is not as compelling as it could have been i agree i think the relationships in general um the only one only relationship that was super believable in this movie to me was the one but between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. You do definitely get a sense of their, their banter for what it's worth is pretty good. And, and it's obvious, it's obvious that they care a lot about each other and it makes it that much more impactful at the end. Yeah. For the betrayal. But anyway, Mace Windu, (laughs) is he stronger than Yoda? So Mace and Yoda occupy the two head positions of the council. The the council is run. The Jedi are run by the nine members, nine members of the council. I think nine. Yeah. And two of those are the heads of the council and their positions. Do you know the titles? I can't remember what the titles. I don't, but one of them is more like diplomatic. Like Yoda would be more of your like, he's like the statesman. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He he is prime minister. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His position is sort of figurehead advisory. He is presumably the oldest member being, you know, 800 and whatever. 90 or 876 years old. He's like in his 870s. But, uh, and then Mace Windu is more the operational. uh, It's, it's like if, to put it in corporate terms, it's almost like if, um, Yoda was the CEO and Mace is more like the CEO. CTO or the The reason I ask is because uh, chief operations officer. I I am not sure (laughs) if Palpatine is playing weak when he's fighting Mace? No, I mean, he would have got his ass beat. Mace, so, is, okay. Mace is revered as one of the greatest lightsaber fighters of all time. Because they're there lightning, like he's shooting lightning at Mace. Mace is blocking the lightning with what I can assume is force plus. Well, he's he's absorbing all of it with the lightsaber, essentially. Like okay. he's using the, the energy from the lightsaber to absorb the lightning and deflect it back to Palpatine. And then as this is happening... Palpatine's yelling out to Anakin to help him. Well, before that, one of the things that I find weird in this movie is the extreme variation of like talent among Jedi, Mm -hmm. like martial abilities. Yeah. The, the homies that are in the the room with, with Mace get like, they just get slayed. They get mopped up. And I guess you could make the argument that the, the, the Jedi I mentioned earlier, um, Kit Fisto. uh, Well, Kit Fisto's in there. 
Yeah. Yeah, but like the Jedi that uh that aren't there, the, oh, oh, sure. they've been deployed to these really really important like fronts where uh-huh. they need to hold the line with with their army. Um and their, you know, their death scenes, Kiedi Mundi and Shakti and all that as you see them um, you know, die. Like it's you basically get like your 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 third string team back home. So Mace is like, all right guys, let's go. But even your A players, they get mowed down by fucking clone troopers. Yeah, yeah but they also when a Roots, lot of these, when Route sixty six is called on them or whatever. <laughs> I mean they they're get your kicks. They get they get hit from behind. So. Yeah, some of them do, but some of them I think Kiati Mundi is maybe the one where I'm like, you should have like how'd that happen? He's like the Holy Ghost of the the Jedi Council. You know, like if he's always a hologram. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant like that he's like the third guy. As opposed to the Jesus or the God. Oh, sure. He visits you at night. Oh, God, I never want someone with a head like that to come. <laughs> Hello! Oh, fuck, man! Get the... <laughs> so Mace- what do you have, elephantitis of the forehead? That's a soft mustache, though. So Mace Windu <laughs> gets his shit chopped off. And then, um, well, Palpatine now hold on. We're, we're skipping the it's treason then line because that is the shit. Okay. <laughs> and what's, okay, watching it, he says it's treason then. That, doesn't that line happen in another Star Wars, uh, like maybe an episode of Clone Wars? I just feel like I was watching maybe. something recently where someone goes, oh, it's treason then. It's treason then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, treason then. It, it may have been something Dooku says. I feel like maybe Dooku says it somewhere in Clone Wars, but maybe, anyway. Yeah. Um, Do you think it's right or wrong for Mace to want to kill Palpatine right there? Well, okay, so you've got two things going on here, right? You've got the the fact that he is the Chancellor of the Republic, and as such, he is definitely subject to the Republic's laws, right, of being, you know, having to be sentenced, you know, more or less like a, a democratic or, you know, judicial system like we have, like we're supposed to have in the United States. Um that so, we had last year. Yeah, that we had up until just recently. Uh, rip the dream. But there's this whole thing where, you know, obviously Anakin looks at it like, you know, well, it's it's fine. Like, we can arrest him. And I'll, I'll talk. Maybe we can use this as a plea bargain or whatever to get him off. Like, you know, giving us the, the information that he holds. You know, he, he can't die. Like, he's, you know, for my selfish reason, obviously, he's got to live. But also, Anakin, we, we and again, we don't really get a great picture of this because I don't just don't think the nuance is there with, with, with Lucas's writing, but you do get the sense that Anakin very much believes in order having been, a uh, you know, outside the system and having lived in slavery, right? He very much respects the order of things. I don't know. Does he? Cause he, I mean, well, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't like the Jedi's dogma because he sees it as counterintuitive to civilization, right? Sure. Yeah, he's not bought into it as much as most. Which is why he rebels, but he believes very strongly in the Republic. Uh, But I don't think he does because he says things um, in Attack of the Clones. He talked when he and Padme are talking about the Republic, and he says he seems to have an authoritarian bent because he wants like a strongman kind of right. Uh, and then in Attack of the Clones, and this is sort of after he's fallen to the dark side, so you kind of wonder like, is his perception really warped? He says to Padme, you know, I will be the the ruler of an empire. I will be the ruler of an empire. And I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I believe that he is dedicated to the Republic. I mean, by the end, you know, he and Obi-Wan are arguing about exactly that. Right. Um, But even before he becomes Darth Vader. I think he believes in convenience, honestly. 
Yeah, I don't think he's really that big a picture guy. Yeah, that's entirely possible. And again, it's tough because the writing's kind of shitty. Agree. I think he's just dumb. Well, I mean, he could be dumb, or he could be just selfish, or he could just be all about... I think, from what I got at the Anakin that I saw presented was someone who um, was all about himself, but wanted reasons, wanted it perception to be that it was about something else. So whatever was best for him was what he wanted, but he wanted layers of perception. Like, oh, well, no, the reason we don't want to kill Palpatine is because of law and order. But really, he wants to save his wife. Yeah. But he wants to believe in that fake justice. He wants to believe in that fake world, the layers over the perception layers. Well, and this another really stupid part of this is that he literally killed Dooku the same way, like not even like two weeks earlier. Exactly. Like he, he decided to be that way himself. So it is kind of a selfish thing, I guess, like in thinking more about it is that, you know, I, I think that you're right. It is. He believes in whatever is most in front of me and important at this moment, because I believe what you say is true. He's not very intelligent. He's incredibly <laughs> gifted. He's incredibly gifted with the force, uh, and it, the force gives him kind of the dark side of the force gives him almost a kind of clarity and oper- like allows him to operate with like brutal efficiency. Because the the older he gets, like definitely the less dumb he is. I would not call Vader a dumb antagonist. He, yeah, that, that's one thing that every time I see you know the Anakin's dialogue heavy lines, I'm like, how does this guy become Vader? Yeah. It's Wait, so I, hard to imagine. I, I assume like part of his brain got burnt and then they had to put like robot brain in there. And I, I think his head was more or less intact. Yeah. His hair got got <laughs> every man. He, anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so but, for time, let's pay attention to the, the big next few scenes. But before we move on, can I just say that, um, Casper makes a great mattress. I thought you were going to do like a, <laughs> an ad reading. You're like, no. Before we get into the second half, uh, can I just say that Darth Sidious looks more like a burnt Dan Aykroyd than he does look like <laughs> he does look like Emperor Dan Aykroyd from uh, Return of the Jedi. Darth Sidious. Like nothing but trouble. Have you ever seen that? Yes. <laughs> he looks just like his character. He looks just like dog. The- look what I have up on my phone that I was about to show you. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, so all right, so he does his force lightning on Mace Windu. It gets directed back at him, severely deforms him. Yeah, disfigures him. So he's basically the emperor that we see that we have seen in Return of the Jedi, Instead kind of, of in Jamie. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> kind of looks like Dick Cheney. Now, uh, I, I, yeah, I, he. It is weird. That whole scene is weird. Uh, you know, when he goes, no, 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 all that's ridiculous. When he unlimited power, yeah, and then he once <laughs> like Mace Window has been flung out the window. He just goes, ah, like he just took a nice shit or something. It's all, it's all just weird. Well, I mean, he he was worried that he didn't know which way Anakin <laughs> was going to go, and then. I really wanted to think that the Darth naming convention was something more than just your master picking it for you. But, man, he got that Darth Vader name quick. Or do you think that Sidious was, like, sitting on that motherfucker for a while? He was like, dog, if I had to name myself, it would have been Darth Vader. So the next <laughs> uh, he's had a few. I that mean, I get to name he's had, Vader. He's had at least three apprentices. Um uh, yeah, but anyway, so that, that scene happens. Uh, yeah, uh, 
Anakin, I guess, because Anakin, Anakin knows he fucked up. He says, what have I done? You know, when he's killed, basically killed Mace Windu. And I guess he just says, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I've gone this far to the dark side. I might as well go whole hog. Calgon, take me away. Yeah. And, and he completely changes from this point a forward. A drop of a, yeah, a, like a pin drop. All of a sudden he's killing kids. Well, it makes me think that the, the influence of the dark side on the personality and mental faculties and decision making of someone who has gone that direction. Is very powerful. Well, I mean, getting a new name, I mean, <laughs> you expect me to make a joke here, but I mean, think about that. Like, what comes with a name but an identity? Sure. So, yeah. So it, maybe that's like the last piece that allows you to like truly, I don't know, envelop and become something that you weren't before. Yeah. Uh, he, he really does. His decline is very fast. It is. Now um, go across the street and murder people. Right. And ch- children. <laughs> oh, of course. Go murder some eight-year-olds with weird Cockney accents. Guess what? Hate eight-year-olds. Yeah. So this is going to be easy. So, yeah. So he buys into... He becomes a Sith Lord. It's a very easy lordship to acquire, I guess. And then Route 66 is in an act. Yeah. And then that happens. And Route 66 is just when all of the... Um, what what are the clones? Who do they look like? Jango, Jango Fett. Fett. This is where all the Jango Fets decide to shoot on the Jedis. Yeah, they kill the Jedi. Okay. And they do it really effectively. And fast forwarding. Except for in two cases. Obi-Wan and Yoda find out about it. Well, they they basically escape death. Yeah, who's that tall motherfucker that picks up Yoda? This is some tall. Chewbacca? No. He's like as tall as a Chewbacca, but he's like a senator. Oh, Bale Organa. Holy shit, that's a tall man. Jimmy Smith. Yeah, Jim- he, he's tall. It's a well in comparison to um Ewan McGregor and Yoda. Like this is Well, scene I mean Yoda's like, a two foot CGI creature. Is, yeah, sure, but this is a scene where it's like Yoda, Ewan McGregor, and um And Bale Organa. Yeah, pale pale Bale. Bur- pale Bergana. B A I L Pale Bergana. Yeah, he's the he's the senator from Alderaan. Which Got is it. the which is the well, they're planet? Walk, they're like walking down a hallway in like slow motion, and it's ridiculous how tall that dude is. I'm looking up, not, not Jummy Smith. Jummy Smith. I want, I want to know Jimmy Jummy Smith. You need vitamins, Spoder man. You need vitamins, and you want him to be chewy. Get Jummy. So Jimmy Smith is six foot three. Really? And he then, seems a lot taller. Well, see, I bet you and McGregor's like five foot seven. Mm. He's five ten. Never mind. He's my height. It, I don't know, man. He just looks really tall. I don't yeah, know. he's an impo- I mean, Jimmy Smith is a big dude. Yeah, I remember watching him on the West Wing, and anytime he'd be in a room with Martin Sheen, I was like, "This guy's a giant." So their plan is Yoda is going to go fight Palpatine, and uh, Obi Wan is going to go try to reprogram all the clones. Right? Not reprogram the clones. Uh, so okay, so at this point, uh, Yoda, Bale. And Obi Wan have gotten together. They are. This is now the the Rebel Alliance. This is where it starts. Basically, they're like, "Oh, I got the fake uh, distress call from the Jedi Temple saying all surviving Jedi need to come back to Coruscant. We need to go change that because it's a trap." Mm-hmm. So they do that. Okay. Um, they go back to the Jedi temple. They slay a bunch of clones. Cause apparently Obi-Wan is also like a superhuman Jedi, like Mace Windu and Yoda. Uh, and yeah, they successfully change this message. Um, 
And then they go back out into space, and they're like, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. I thought Yoda said something like... Well, Yoda goes to confront Palpatine. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yoda is like, I'm going to end this before it starts. But what is Obi-Wan... I, I could have swore that like Yoda was telling... Obi-Wan goes to Mustafar to confront Anakin. After... Oh, another really... Okay, this is probably Ewan McGregor's one terrible line, or two or three terrible lines, is when he watches the security footage. Yes. And he's like, he's killed... Younglings. Well, that's when he's talking to Padme later. But everything he says about like, oh, Anakin, how could you? It's all really ham-fisted and goofy. Um, but yeah, so so the Emperor's plan is is put in motion. He has even declared to the Senate that he has that he has founded the, the Galactic, Empire. Galactic Empire. Yeah, and Padme has her line about this is how liberty dies to thunderous applause. So this is how freedom dies to thunderous applause. And it's yeah. like, um, I know that you want that to be real impactful, but not really. I'm like, well, why don't you just like shoot him? But uh, anyway, so um, Yoda and Palpatine end up fighting. Yep. What an awesome fight. Too. It's pretty cool. It's uh, it's something I, I still kind of wonder. I like, or I've never right, exactly figured out how I feel about the fact that Yoda, who we only ever see walking with a cane is actually a, or gymnast. In a spaceship. Yeah. He has like his Yoda Pope mobile. It's uh <laughs> his Yoke mobile. Uh, there little escape pod thing. I've always thought of it like the, uh, the big thing from the prestige. Never saw that. Oh, wow. Okay. So I won't, I won't spoil any of it for you, but okay. there's but actually two Yodas <laughs> in the prestige. <laughs> One of them is David Bowie. Whoa. So David Bowie is in the prestige. Uh, yeah. it's fantastic. Anyways. So, right. But I, I think that it's also, you get, you get two things here. One, you see that Palpatine is flees from Yoda, essentially. Or he uh, tries to, yeah, he tries to essentially to get away. Um, Yoda can't really follow after him. He's like, Oh, I failed. So rather than continue looking for him, I was like, I, I didn't understand why Yoda, like all of a sudden gave up. Right. I don't get that either. He's like, well, I failed. I had him on the ropes and he ran away. So now I'll just retreat to space. My <laughs> best go. I gave it. Yeah. I, I mean, really, that's just kind of riding yourself into a corner. You know that both of these guys survive. So something has to stop the fight, but they could have done something better than Yoda's like, ah, I'm tired. Tired I am. Yeah, he he basically just says snakes I must see. You know, Fail to have into exile I must go. Yeah. Swamps I'll go. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, it's it's it doesn't make any sense. Um But it's a cool fight though. It's an awesome fight, but it I mean, why does he give up? It's just Dude, the look on Sidious's face when he throws one of those senator chairs at him and Yoda catches that yeah. shit and, and spins, spins it around because he's like laughing and he's like Oh, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it well, jumps off. <laughs> it is funny watching these two old men in robes like flying all over the place. It's a lot like the fights between Gandalf and Saruman in Lord of the Rings. It's yeah. like, how did these two become, you know, fucking Jet Li all of a sudden? But uh, yeah, so Yoda. I mean, they basically have a stalemate. Yep. Which kind of means that Palpatine wins, and Yoda decides he has to go into exile for some reason. <laughs> uh. Obi-Wan goes to Mustafar with Padme. It's kind of a... No, he doesn't know. She seeks aboard. He tells her to stay there on Coruscant. No. No, she's the one who flies the plane. Yeah, she flies that plane. Yeah, Obi-Wan, he doesn't sneak, but he he hides. He tells her to stay on the ship. 
Oh yeah, once that's, they're that's there. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. she's like, "Fuck no, dog." I've seen so much Clone Wars, like, and that's what she does. Like, that's her thing. Is she sneaks on board ships and goes places. So her and uh, Ahsoka does. Ahsoka, it a lot. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But okay, so but Obi Wan did drop all the truth bombs. Like, look, your boy's been killing kids. Yeah, and he does it in the most awkward way possible. Yeah, and then I like that he killed younglings. Younglings. Like, so I guess we should. Why do we say, call them younglings? We should also say that Anakin was sent to what? What Mustafar. Mustafar, but what were the people? What the, the uh, separatists? Yeah, the separate, the heads of the separatists, the fish people alliance. Finally, right? Oh, the Nemoidians. Well, there, there are a few different species. Yeah, involved. but it's still, those Nemoidians that annoyed me in the very first yeah. episode one. They get fucking killed finally. Yeah, Anakin. I mean, yeah, Palpatine says, "All right, we, their purpose is over because I have the Empire I've always wanted." Now, mm-hmm. go to Mustafar and wrap up loose ends. Anakin so, goes there, goes full on Sith mode with his creepy yellow eyes. Yeah, when do you get the, first of all, when do you get the cool robe and when do you get the ugly eyes? Uh, I'm assuming, well, I mean, he's How been. How many children do you have to kill? Oh. Before you get that robe. <laughs> yeah, How many kids. kids do I have to kill to get one of these it's robes? Like earning your stripes? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. It reminded me of when you play Knights of the Old Republic. Um, you know, if you do uh, good things and you use the it, yeah, light it, side, it your influences your. your Look changes, or your look Paragon stays more whatever it was. human. Hmm. And then if you become a Sith and you do evil things, you're you become fucked up looking. Have you guys noticed that um, Anakin pronounces Padme Padme? You sure lot? about that? Yeah, I don't think he does. I he don't does. think he does either. I don't, think, I don't think he says. You guys can Google it after this because that's where I got Did it. Did you from. say and Google it? You can and Google it. It's like in Vogue. Um, <laughs> Or Padme. All right. Well, I've never heard that, but that's weird. Um, Apparently, he says Padme. Padme instead of Padme. 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 My name is Kid Fistu. Boomba Clat. Brah. The Boomba Clat Padme. Anyway. It's delicious. Um, if you watch Clone Wars, you'll see what we're talking about. Kid Fisto, the squid headed Jedi. He talks like this. Oh, really? Yes. Talking about profiling. Um, I mean, he doesn't look... Well, I guess... Is that supposed to be like his dreads? Yeah. I never even thought about that. Now it's racist, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. Shit, yeah. Um, I guess it's racist. I'm a dreaded squid, man. (laughs) Brah! They even say he smells like THC in that one episode. God. (laughs) They don't. Fisto, have you been reefering? (laughs) I'm feeling no pain with the force on my side. (laughs) I'm midichlorian as hell. I'm so midichlorian. (laughs) My midichlorians are high. Why why are your eyes so red? Oh, it's just all the midichlorian in this pool. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, now that we're done with that. Uh, I don't really believe the conversation between Anakin and um, Padme at all, but whatever. Where he fucking chokes her. Anakin, right before you're breaking that. my heart. Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, breaking my heart. She's she's delivered wood dialogue this shaking entire confidence daily. And then I like, trilogy. I mean, what the hell? Of course, this dude is going to jump to the conclusion that she's been boning Obi Wan this whole time. Like, come on! I'm man. not sure if he makes that conclusion. Really? That's what I got from it. Remember when he, does, yeah. he was in, he, he never like says earlier, that explicitly. earlier. Um, when he's hanging out in Padme's um, pad, if you will. When he's got the game gear. She's yeah. like, uh, he's like, wait a minute. Obi-Wan was here earlier? And she was like, yeah, he was here <laughs> earlier this morning. He really cares about you. It's like, wait a minute. Bro can't just roll up. Like, he can't be here. With, you know, like, that's what I got from he, it. He, he, he does. Well, that, but, that's definitely an implied thing. Okay. I mean, I, I guess, because, you know, their, their relationship is a secret. But... 
So Obi Wan knows about it. Not at that point. He mm-hmm. he figures it out. Okay. Like after Anakin has fallen, he's like, oh, he's the ba- he's the father. Um, he's the father, isn't he? Yeah, he killed younglings. Um, and then that's oh, the deer. We get for some reason this line stuck with me more than any other line in the movie when Obi-Wan says that um, only the Sith deal in... Wait, only the Sith deal in... Deal in absolutes. Absolutes. Where, when Anakin says to him, uh, basically, you're either you're either with me or you're my enemy, and it's kind of a call to the a lot of the reasoning that the Bush administration used in the Iraq War. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily intended, but I feel like it had to have influenced uh, the writing hmm. because... George Bush used similar language in his justification yeah. for the, you know, unilateral, just kind of a norm around. now. Um, well, now, now we're in a whole other fucking place. But anyway, well, what do you, what did you guys think about the battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin? Yeah. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really good until they were like floating around on the lava things. Uh, part of that did not look good. Yeah. When you, when you see Anakin jump on that, like droid with the worst job ever, yeah, he's like, ah, He's like, why do I have to be the lava droid? I, uh, lava scooper. I also don't... <laughs> the fuck you guys use this shit for? <laughs> the power levels between Obi-Wan and Anakin, I felt were never this close until this battle. Does that like, make sense? Do you mean, like, are you surprised that Obi-Wan wins? Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, they always talk about how Anakin is the most force powerful. And I think blah, that blah, you blah. can explain that away by him being... By the high ground? <laughs> the, yeah, no... By um, it's over, Anakin. Don't worry about it. By being clouded with um, the dark side, like you know, the anger, not being able to defeat like calm and good or whatever. Like I think that you can kind of explain it away a little bit there, but I just didn't feel like the power levels. Like I mean, look what Anakin fought Dooku. Like Obi Wan just gets pushed aside by Dooku, who is like handily (laughs) killed by Anakin. (laughs) I think that. In in this battle, Anakin is not in his right state of mind. Uh, he is um, overcome with emotion at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. he just choked out his, he just force choked his wife. And that's like his whole reason for doing all these terrible things is to save her. So he's way off balance here mentally. Yeah, so, I mean, going over to the dark side of the force, he's probably been imbued with this like newfound power and confidence, right? That probably causes hubris to get jacked up. But another thing that they're also displaying here is that, you know, he's not always seen this way, but Obi-Wan is an extremely powerful Jedi. Yeah. And I think that they're trying to also let you know, like, yeah, Anakin's a bad motherfucker. We've been watching him do crazy shit for three movies, but this motherfucker right here, this is a bad dude. And it gives more, you know, Wait to the sacrifice he makes the next time he sees Anakin. Sure, you mean in A New Hope? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's older, so he probably isn't as strong, but he still has beat this motherfucker before. I love how if you look at those fight scenes back to back, Revenge of the Sith, Obi Wan and Anakin fighting each other, just backflips out the wazoo, and they're just you know going nuts. And then in A New Hope, you see Obi Wan, old Obi Wan, and Darth Vader, basically just sort of touching, touching each other's lightsaber. Well, it's because they haven't fought in like thirty years, right? <laughs> well, you could say one, Obi Wan is old; two, Anakin hasn't fought a Jedi in a very long time. But it's really just because they didn't have a well, how many years choreographer? It, it was the seventies, and they didn't have a choreographer. No, but how many years in, oh, ca- in it's canon? Like twenty something. Oh, it's okay. 
it's that's the day that Luke and Leia are born, and then they are by the by A New Hope. I think they're nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. So it's like twenty years you have. Makes you wonder your... what the hell happened to. I mean, living on Tatooine must be hard. Yeah, man. Because he goes he goes yep, from he like thirty five to seventy something. Got to watch Truth. Rebels. So, anyways, oh, there's that fight. Okay. Um, Obi Wan gets the high ground, slices um, Anakin up, leaves him there to die. Yeah, which I think that was kind of fucked up. I think it's what he deserved, though. Obi Wan's not interested in torturing him. I, what's strange to me is he okay. He has cut Anakin off at the legs. Anakin is lying on the ground, burning. Uh, I would think Obi Wan would mercy kill at that point. So the mercy kill, I, I would get. But at the same time, like, I mean, you got to think about how emotional Obi-Wan is. And then in the back of his head, he's like, and also I got to go back to Padme. We'll just go and then run away. Yeah. it's it's, It seems strange that he leaves him there to slowly die a very painful death. It's just sometimes it's easier not like you could you can kind of say to yourself that you didn't kill him. I guess, you know, I mean, there's some stuff going on there. But anyways, that's it is what it is. Um, Then. We're in some spacecraft somewhere, and Padme Boopa. is giving birth. <laughs> Whatever this robot says, apparently they... dying from heartache. Which, yeah, wah, wah. she died well, of a broken heart. There's no, plenty it of was a, it was a, a larynx. It was a crushed larynx. That's what it was. You know, there's there's plenty of magic in Star Wars, so why not have some huge more... ass babies come out? That's well, uh, holy not, shit! Not the magic I was talking about. Fifteen yes. pound babies come also, out of this. Two also, of them. I, I talked about this earlier, kind of unrelated, but after we finished our our Hothbreakers, you said now that we're all warmed up, and I said mm, like a microwave speculum. I'm specifically referring to the fact that these robots, these hovering birth bots or midwife bots or whatever they are, they have like speculum hands, and they're just like. Mm. Perfectly I mean, made yeah. vaginal receptacle That's what tools. Made for, I mean, man. yeah. And then I, what I don't understand is why they make weird cooing sounds. Yeah. Booba. Booba. It probably makes you feel real good when you just had a baby. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you're inside my vagina with giant robot hands. However, like going booba relaxes and calms me. I guess. I don't know what that's about. But anyway. They were adorable. Maybe it's just a, a, a byproduct of being specifically in Natalie Portman's vagina. It just like makes you do and say weird, crazy shit. We should ask Those her. robots are like, anyway. <laughs> like, the booba. first time her like choreographer, like husband, like <laughs> they got married. They made love, and he was like, boop and she was like, oh my god. No, no, this is the thing. I love the sound you made. Like, like the droid is really confused. boop It's because it's a tattoo that Natalie Portman has right below her belly button. And they look at it for the first time, and they're like, boop They keep saying boop so that she'll explain this tattoo. And they're like, and she's like, I'm about to die, dog. I don't, I'm not explain my boop I was 22. I don't know. So anyway, Amazing. so the first one is born, Luke, and she yeah uh, she just it's goes a boy. Luke, and I'm like I don't know I fear that maybe they would have told somebody well they didn't even know they were having twins, so but you would think that they would yeah there's there's all kinds of stuff there that doesn't make sense um and then well presumably in in a really you know advanced uh, civilization like we see in this galaxy they've got those things from um uh what do you call it uh, Prometheus one of those chambers that you lie in like oh, yeah, as a doctor yeah, yeah. surgeon thing. I didn't see that either. Um she didn't look surprised though when she was having the second one. So maybe she, she just looked it. like she was in intense pain. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. And then okay, and then she names Leia and then she dies. Leia uh, goes and becomes a princess. Luke lives with the sand people. 
<laughs> well, we can infer either that Bail Organa shoots blanks or that his wife is infertile. Yeah, um, that's true. And then, uh, or, girl, or girl he's Billy Blanks, or he's gay. We've always wanted a he daughter. Could, I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, Alderaan um, is a very artistic, advanced planet. I mean, like, yeah, clearly, probably got tolerance there. <laughs> yeah. And then we have Obi Wan takes Luke and basically gives him to um, Owen and, and Baru. Would you say his, that he was looking for love in Alderaan places? <laughs> that was fantastic. And then weird, the weird thing to me, I mean, I, I get why it's the last shot. It feeds into A New Hope, but yeah, the, the last shot is these two like C-list characters, I guess, looking off into the sun. Who, who are very important characters. Well, sure. The- I'm just saying they get very little screen time. Oh, they do. They yeah. absolutely do. But they're, I mean... They're pretty important. instrumental in the story that we've we've yep. been given. It would have been much better though if the the fade out had been Obi Wan watching Owen and Beru. Watch I kind of think that. So. Yeah, I would. Ra- I would just rather that the last shot be a, a character more central to the story. But it's still it's a pretty good shot. It's got the 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 Luke Tatooine theme is playing. Uh, you see the two sons. So it mirrors that iconic shot from A New Hope. It was good. And then the movie's over. <clears throat> um, and then we didn't talk about the Darth Vader scene where he's getting put together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, how did we not talk about... Talk about Frankenfuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we didn't talk about where, like, the where worst. Darth Sidious just like, laughs and cackles for like a minute. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> Where's Padme? In your rage, Darth Vader, it seems you killed her. No! Yeah, okay, yeah. So that whole scene... Uh, uh, Palpatine comes to Mustafar. He picks up Anakin, who is somehow still alive, and just burnt to a crisp. He's like, he's like go down there and get this thing. He yeah. tells us, like, "Is that like a giant turd? Oh no, that's Anakin or Darth or whatever." It looks like about a third of his midichlorians got burnt. <laughs> off. Yeah, what's okay. his count now? <laughs> so they pick up Vader, I guess, and they take his burnt potato body back to Coruscant. They put him in the suit, and it it's it's a great shot as they lower the mask on. Well, that shot maybe is not great because he looks ridiculous, but puts the mask on, and then you see that close up side profile where the helmet comes down. And you hear the you hear it lock into place, and you hear the you know, and uh, then they ruin it. That's I remember being in the theater and when you know he says the whole in your haste or anger in whatever you killed her, and the cool the cool thing is he crushes everything in the room with his force rage. But the robots then, are getting fucked up and shit. He's yeah, just like, mm-hmm. yeah, that part's awesome. Yeah. And then he goes, and then he goes, okay, first he steps <laughs> out like he's Frankenstein's monster, like you said, and then he just goes, no. And everyone in the theater laughed when I saw that, yeah. and I was like, wow. I saw it opening night, and everybody was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah That's what like, lots of laughter sounds like. <laughs> um, it's too bad that he didn't. He could have said something cool right then. Like he could have said. <laughs> Um, it would have been cool to seen him confront the emperor, like "Yo, did this to me," and then the emperor like fuck him down and be like, "Look, dog, let's not forget what the fuck or I he, represent in this yeah. relationship." Or because it would have been a really great way to see like there's this really powerful guy. He's super emotional about the loss of the thing that has caused him to be driven to the dark side in the first place. And you see Palpatine he, subdue him. Exactly, yeah. that would have been an amazing way to do that. He puts, he puts to do the that. dog on the yeah, leash. Exactly, that would have been an amazing way to yeah, do that. Yeah, so they fucked that up, and that's such a crucial scene. Because Palpatine's like, <laughs> yes, no, yes, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah, you can't tell if 
Like, is Palpatine, in that moment, I almost feel like Palpatine's afraid of Vader. Yeah. But he's also, I mean, he's still playing him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just a weird scene, but but it it, it totally could have been great. It's it's the first scene of Darth Vader, and it, man, they We do get that really that cool ball. scene, though, of Darth Vader on the, the Star Destroyer and Tarkin standing next to him. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that part. Um, you know, they're seeing the Death Star being built. Which makes me think, man, the operational cost and time frame for building a Death Star is long. Well, yeah. Um, in, in, in kind of secret. Especially when you've got a, uh, a chief engineer who's sabotaging it. But that's a different movie. How many Star Wars do you give this movie out of five? Uh, what did, I don't remember what I gave Attack of the Clones. How many Half st- a point more than Attack of the Clones. You probably gave... I a, think I gave it a two. So mm-hmm. 2.5. I'd say a 2.5 or a three. Again, the yeah. action sequences are really enjoyable. Yeah. And it is the payoff of everything we've suffered through for two other films. Yeah, kind of. I think I would actually give it higher than you. I think I would give it a three Star Wars. Yeah, I'd be fine with a th- three Star Warsies. Yeah. yeah. Three Star Wars. So we've had Empires of Five. Uh, a New Hope was like a four. Yeah, four or four. Phantom Menace was whatever the lowest amount you could give I think. It. T- I still think. I'm so bummed I couldn't be on the Attack of the Clones episode because... Attack of the Clones is by far the worst movie. Oh, you think so? Oh, I I would much rather watch that than I Phantom love Menace. watching Liam Neeson fight Ray Parks though. Like well, that's, that, okay, that scene is great. For if in the and Duel of the Fates is like the best. That yeah, that I music mean, like, is fantastic. It's really just, I mean, Jar Jar and Young Anakin are the are worst, totally ever. insufferable. Yeah. But I mean, if you excise those, the rest of the movie is not bad. You know what the best part? Bisa no have no booba. That's a lot of excising. <laughs> right, oh my god, yeah. boobas. Isn't that what Boba? Wait a minute. So it's different inflection. Different Thing inflection. sounds like ET. Yeah. Boba. Um, you know what the best part of watching this movie is? Uh, what? That I don't have to watch the prequels ever again in my entire life. Laugh it up, fuzzball. So I want to end this podcast with a Sith name game. Sweet. Sith name game. Because they do have awesome names. Although, my girlfriend was saying that she loves Darth Vader's name, but she hates all the other ones because they are, you know, takes on negative words. You know, Darth Maul, Tyrannus, Sidious. Plagueis. All of that. Well, this isn't going to be about names that already exist. This is going to be you guys giving people Sith names. Yeah. So Real uh, people? Well, people from the Muppets. Sweet. So, pick a Muppet. And give them a Darth name. Gonzo so, is Darth Weirdo. All right. Kermit. Who's Kermit? Darth Ribbit. <laughs> it sounds like a Sith name. Darth Ribbit is Darth great. Ribbit. Uh, Darth Banjo? Uh, Fozzie? Darth Waka. Wait, wait. Did you just call him Fonzie? <laughs> oh I'm pretty God. sure I said Fonzo. It's Fozzie. Fozzie? Oh it's Fozzie God. Bear. <laughs> Fon- Did you say Fonzie? No, I'm pretty sure I said Fonzo. <laughs> it's Fonzie. <laughs> it's both incorrect. Darth Alfonso. That's Fonzie's. They just no, use I, his I, would, name. I call him Darth Waka. Darth Waka. That's yeah. Darth Banjo. Hey, Darth Banjo could be Kur- uh, Kermit. Yeah. Right. Kermit. If a Sith is a chef. Wait, we have to do every single we Muppet. We have to do all of Muppets. <laughs> I just love this. Darth um, Skeeter. Miss Piggy. It <laughs> just keeps his name. Darth Buster. Darth, Because she says, listen here, Buster. Oh, I feel like Darth Piggy. Darth Ham. Darth Piggy. Yeah, Darth Ham. <laughs> Darth Bacon. <laughs> uh, Darth Bacon is good. So if you're a Sith and you're a Master Chef, <laughs> what's your Darth name? Sith Fox. Sue. <laughs> Darth Sue. Darth. Yeah. Darth uh, Sue. Darth Sue V. Oh, that does Sith sound kind of Star Warsy. Um, 
I like to cook everything. Darth Crockpot. <laughs> okay. Darth Toast. Jar Jar Binks. What's his Sith Lord name? Uh, Darth Fuck Off. Yeah. Misa Darth Poodoo. Darth Poodoo. Yeah. Darth Poodoo, yeah. Or Darth, Darth, Darth Boba. Darth, or Darth Booba. Booba. Darth right. Misa no Gasa no Booba. Wait, what? the whole thing? That's your full fucking name? Yeah, he, he force chokes himself. And then he dies. That's the best way for him to die. So, for some reason, at four in the morning, I thought this was funny, but Darth Boner? Who is Darth Boner? <laughs> Keati Moody? Yeah, because his, his head is basically a, an erection with what? a weird tassel on the end. Yeah. <laughs> what about Darth Darth? <laughs> what, like soundtrack soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Darth Darth. I don't know how I got that. All right, so from Wayne's World, Darth Garth? Yep. Darth I would watch Garth. that. What's uh what's Wayne's name? Darth then? Campbell. Darth Campbell and yeah. Darth Garth and Darth Garth. <laughs> Darth Garth. Thank you guys so much for talking about Star Wars with me. I apologize to everyone listening as I do not know much about Star Wars, but these guys do, and I feel like I've learned something. He's learning more every month, guys. What's the next you've one? You've taken your watch? first steps and wait, I I've already done that, I think. Saying you've taken your first steps into a larger world. Yep. I think I'm I probably ex- did that after the first one. I'm excited these. for the ponytail that I'm growing. Um, yeah, <laughs> the next one we'll be doing is uh, episode six, Return of the Jedi. And yes. next week we're going to do a news episode since we're about three weeks behind on doom, 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 all the doom, comics doom, doom, doom. news. Yeah. So from this comic book guy to those comic book guys, I want to remind you to read a fucking and stay and do to your pets. Come. <laughs> and Bob, your bark. Later, guys. Uh-huh.